we uh, request the prayers for, of course, uh, all the people we mentioned this morning, Delbert uh, Griffith, uh, Hazel Marshall, Sister uh, Deborah Sixto, Dashin Sixto, what is Shanda's last name? Shanda James. We're praying for them. Uh, lift them up in prayer this evening. God knows their needs. And amen. And uh, let's uh, not forget all the saints from White River. And of course, uh, Brother Chuck Marshall and Sister Linda Marshall in Fortis LaPrairie, Manitoba. Praise the Lord. So, and then all the other, all the other um, names that we have, uh, needs for our family members, our friends. So let's go before the Lord right now and let's just ask him to minister. Father, we thank you, Lord, again for this opportunity to be in this place, to be gathered together in your presence, O oh Lord. We look to you right now, O oh God. We pray, Lord, that your hand will be upon us, give us grace and your sight. And Lord, all, amen, the names that we have spoken, O oh God. Lord, you know the need, O oh Father. We pray, Lord, that you administer, Lord, as we speak. God, that you would reach out, Lord, and that you would touch all these souls, Lord. Minister, Lord, to the needs they have, O oh God. Lord, we pray for salvation. We pray for healing, we pray for deliverance. God, we pray for the miracles that we need, O oh Lord. That your people, O oh God, can overcome, O oh Lord. We stand upon your word, O Lord, right now, Father. God, our, our Savior, you are our deliverer, you are our healer, you are a great physician, O oh God. We thank you for those promises, O oh Lord. And God, we ask you to bless us tonight, Lord. Let your presence, O oh God, let it. Amen. Bless us in this place, O oh God. Pour out your spirit upon us. O oh Lord, and let there be a demonstration, God, tonight of your spirit and of your power. God, you know our needs, Lord, and I pray that you would minister. Quicken us, O oh Lord, and lift us up that we may abide with you, Lord. In those heavenly places, minister unto our needs, O oh Lord. Bless, amen, Lord, to worship tonight, Lord. Bless our singers, bless our musicians. Bless your people, O oh God, and help us with heart. That we, O oh Father, can enter into that liberty, God, of your spirit, in your spirit, in this place, O oh Lord. Bless the word of God, O oh Lord. Amen, Lord, in Jesus' name. Let your word have free course in this place, Lord, and let it accomplish what you send it forth to do, O oh Father. And we carefully give you the praise and the glory and the honor, Lord. Bind us together, Lord, that we can be of one mind and of one spirit in one place together, Lord. Amen. In Jesus' name, Lord. In Jesus' name, Lord. Let it be done, O God. Amen. We thank you, Lord. Give the Lord hands up. Amen. Yeah. 
We have the real deal. Amen. We're just going to bind together and worship. Amen. And invite the presence of the Lord into this place.
presence of the Lord is Amen. 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 that try to come against us, you know, this is the place, and amen. I'm just glad, amen, uh, in church tonight, you know, that you know, to be with everybody here, and, amen, so, and uh, glad to be in service yesterday, amen, but, amen, does anybody, uh, you know, I, I just wanted to say, you know, I, you know, when I first came to the Lord, you know, I was probably around, you know, 17, 16, 17 years old. And, you know, I always kind of went to like Sunday school, you know, when I was growing up. Amen. But, you know, uh, one night, you know, I started to read. And it's the Old Testament, and it was talking about the tabernacle, you know, about the, you know, about the different, you know, how it was built, what was used to build it. And I remember I went to my dad's office, amen, the next day. And I remember I was talking to Sister Betty about that. And I said, you know, I know, you know, they'll, you know, you know, 17 year old, amen, I started telling her what I was reading. And you know, that was the same Bible study that they had the night before. So I know God, listen, he heard, because yeah, I, I was searching, you know, I was really searching, you know, I was, I was crying, you know, and so to me, you know, you know, that's my testimony. And, and, and it was beautiful to know that, amen, at 17, you know, that I was reading and, and you know, I was, I was trying to follow. Mm -hmm. I, I wanted to, you know, to be in the Lord's will, but, but when, when I uh, had that conversation the next day, it was beautiful to know that. Uh, I remember Sister Betty said, you know, that's what we had in Bible study last night. So then I knew that, yes, amen, amen. that was God. You know, yeah. God heard me. That's right. Yeah. You know, and, and it was beautiful. And then, you know, since from then on, you know, uh, I got me you up. Know, you know, I received the Holy Ghost and got baptized, and mm -hmm. amen, and I got to meet everybody, and look, and, and look how big our family is. Amen. You know, God's family, Woo! our brothers and sisters. Amen. So, amen. amen. So, if we just give it to Him, amen, amen you know what, the Lord will make that happen. Amen. amen. So with that, so you, know, so, you know, so I just wanted to share a little bit about, you know, how I came to the Lord, and amen, it was beautiful, and um, amen. It was just a... He said it was a time that I was seeking, and I'm glad, you know, the Lord made a way, and, um, mm -hmm. you know, he, just, he came into my life. Amen. Amen. So with that, is anybody tonight, amen, Brother Sinaway? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Lord. Bear with me. I'm not a very good talker, but, you know, for the Lord, you know, I, I can talk all day, every amen. day. But uh, I just want to share a scripture with you guys. Um, it's in uh, Hebrews 11, 20, 25. It says... Uh, Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. You know, when that song came on, uh, he has pleasures forevermore. You know, pleasures in the Holy Ghost and in his kingdom. I'd rather have that than pleasures of sin for a season. You know, and I'd rather suffer the affliction with all my family in the church, you know. Affliction is like anything, you know, that uh, pressure uh, you know, adversity, like Pastor was saying this morning. But no matter what, I'd rather suffer that, you know, and make it to um, to, to, to the kingdom, you know. And uh, um, 
that other song too on higher plane a higher plane you know yep. takes us up higher mm -hmm. and i had this dream and uh i was climbing this really big mountain and there was people climbing with me it was you know that feeling when you don't have a harness on but you're barely holding on to something it feels like that pressure like you're gonna fall and all i could do was hang on i was too scared to fall you know i, I didn't want to fall so i was climbing and everything and it, it felt real and then finally I mean, I seen someone fall down. I was like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta keep on going. I don't wanna fall. So I kept on going and finally I, I hit that flat plane, you know, and there was others with me. And man, it, I, I was so glad, I was so relieved that I made it, you know, because geez, it was a huge dark mountain. And I'm glad the Lord helped me, helped me get to that plane. And that's what he can do for each and every one of you, just keep on going. You know, affliction may come, but uh, the Lord's there. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world and anything that comes against us. So I just want to encourage you to keep on going, keep on climbing these mountains. He said, if you have a grain as little as a mustard seed, you shall say to this mountain, remove hence and it shall be removed. Keep on going and uh, that faith, you don't have to have that great big faith, but faith as a grain of a mustard seed, that can be wonders. You know? mm -hmm. The Lord is looking for that, so keep on having faith, keep on trusting in God, because that mountain's nothing, no matter how big it is. Mm -hmm. Especially when you have the Lord in your life, and you're seeking Him, like Brother Rick said, he was seeking Him, and sure enough, it, it bear witness, it went along with what they were in Bible studying Him. That's what's going to happen, you're going to find out when you keep talking to Him. He hears you, even if you're speaking in your mind. He, he, little do you know, he's listening to you. And he'll bear witness to that because last week I was praying to him. And I said, Lord, I'm scared of my purpose. If it's your will, if it, it'll happen when it happens. And sure enough, I went to the church, you know, revival. And um, the brother said it. It hit the nail on the head. And I knew God was speaking to me. And he has me. He's he's telling me just just do just do it. You know, have faith. Step out on faith, and I'll be there with you. And he has through it all. No matter what things I went through, no matter what affliction, he's always been there. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. It's so true. So I just want to encourage you and exhort you to keep moving forward, no matter what, because nothing else compares Amen. to the Holy Ghost and to what God has for us. So keep on pushing. You know, don't don't fall to anything because God's with you and He loves you so much. I just want to share that with you. God bless each and every one of you. I love each and every one of you, and I'd rather suffer the afflictions with you all than to enjoy a sin for a few days. Yes. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Sylvia. Hallelujah. Amen. Brother Rich. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I just want to stand up. We went to Brother Sylvia said we went to Brookings for services and. I'll tell you what, Friday night, I'm thankful for that conviction. Mm -hmm. You know, even though you feel you're doing good and you're right, and here comes the word of God to, Danny said it, uh, perfect. Jeez, we came all the way up here to get the same spanking, we just got it home. <laughs> you know why? Because the Lord knows. Amen. The Lord knows what we need. Yes. You know, that brother's preaching, he titled it, When the Preaching Stops. Mm -hmm. You know, you can come to church and you can sit here on the outside, you're here. You're participating, but inside you may be dead. Mm -hmm. You know, and the word of God falls on deaf ears with you mm -hmm. if you're in that place. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was just kind of resonating in me, that message, you know, like, man, thank you, Lord, for that, that admonition or that exhortation, you know, to keep on pushing. I was coming home yesterday from service, and, you know, the Lord, 
you know, give me that thought, that scripture, the first half of Proverbs 23, 23, it says, buy the truth and sell it not. Mm. You know, we, we, we've been bought, we've been purchased, mm. but you know what, when we want something, we've also got to put forth our efforts. Mm. We've got to put down our payment. Mm. We've got to buy this truth for ourselves. We can't just lay back and say, oh, we're saved, we're good, that's it. It's not yeah. once saved, always mm. saved, always that's saved. Right. Right. It's got to be an effort every single day. Amen. No, so I'm thankful that the Lord really, you know, speaks to me like that. To keep me in line, keep me walking down that path of righteousness where I won't stray and I won't become victim to things of this world. Thank you, Jesus. I'm thankful to have this truth. I'm coming up on, what, seven, eight years sobriety. You know, I can stand and say that all my children and my wife live for the Lord. There's nothing greater. That I've sought after different accomplishments and all different accolades in this world and it doesn't mean a thing this that's is right. what matters most to that's me. right my family my children my wife and i living for the lord to be able to be an example and a, and a light a beacon of light unto those that need it amen you know, so I'm, I'm thankful to live this to see product of prayer in this house tonight amen god is good yes god is able yes you know amen. and i just if I could encourage any one of you that needs something tonight, whatever it is, it's here. It's right here. Mm-hmm. If you need to be saved, it's here. If you right. need a healing, it's here. Amen. If you need to be lifted up, it's here. Yes. God can do anything. I was a drunk. I was a druggie. I was foul-mouthed. I was a brawler. I was almost every bad thing you can think of. But mm-hmm. the Lord got a hold of my Whoa. life and he changed me. Hallelujah. He delivered me. Mm-hmm. Pulled me from that miry clay, set my Thank feet on a rock to stay. That's Amen. the key. Yeah. Planted by waters that I might draw when I grow weary. Mm-hmm. I'm rooted. I love this life. Never in a million years. I told my wife one time, I'll never go to your church. <laughs> That's what I told my wife. Now you can't keep me from behind me. <laughs> That's how much I love my God. Because you know what? He saved me from a life of hell on earth and a devil's hell. You know what? And there's nothing like this. Nothing. That's right. The best thing you'll ever have. I encourage all of you. Man, the devil's fighting. Yep. Most of you in here are going through something right now. The devil's a liar. Let me tell you, the devil is a liar. He's the father of lies. Mm -hmm. The thief cometh not before to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But the Lord says, I have come that you may have life. Amen. You have it more abundantly. Keep fighting, saints. Reach out. Humble yourself. Don't be scared to ask somebody for help. We all need it. Every single one of us, that's what we're here for. Help each other so we can all make it together. I'm thankful. Oh, man, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So thankful to be in this place tonight. I love my God. I love every one of you. I really do. Every single one of you. You know that, hey, I'm here. You need anything? I'm here. Reach out. Reach out to the Lord. Reach out to the man of God. Amen. 
I encourage you to keep pushing on. Seek that higher ground. We greet you all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I just want to thank the Lord tonight for being here. Um, I was up north and visiting with uh, Dan and I's best friend, uh, the family that brought me to church. Um, yeah, it's my first husband's brother and his wife. And uh, we sat under Brother Welch for many years. And, you know, Brother Welch said, you know, if it's not for you today, it might be for you another time. Mm. And I remember him preaching about how the student sometimes surpasses the teacher. And Norm, my brother-in-law, Dan's best friend, would come over to the house before Dan and I were married. And, and him and Anna would sit there for hours and hours, one, two o'clock in the morning. After he worked all day, he would sit there and he would show me scriptures. And, you know, I was a drunk. I was smoking five packs a day. I abused my kids. I, I just neglected everything. I neglected myself. I neglected my own. I neglected what God had given me. And he would sit there and just show me scripture after scripture after, uh, if I strayed, he'd pull me back. If, if I couldn't make it to church, he took my kids. And I'm up there and I'm visiting with Anna and she goes, Norm's fallen. He's back to drinking. This is a man who drank just as bad as I did. You know, we're one step away yeah. <laughs> but for the grace of God mm -hmm. you know and, you know this is a man that Dan and I love we, 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 our families are bound together and you know and then I, I remembered what uh, Brother Welch had said sometimes the student surpasses the teacher mm -hmm. If your teacher falls, you don't get to fall with them. Sorry. That's right. That's right. Just because the person who brought you to church doesn't go anymore. Mm, that's right. Doesn't mean it's right. That's right. You mm. need to stand. Amen. This salvation is yours. Yeah, that's right. It's that's nobody right. else's. That's right. You are selfish about this. Mm. I love God too much yeah. to turn around. That's right. Yeah. I remember what Peter said, and I remember what happened. When I had the choice to turn, I was going up the stairs at the old church in, in Watertown, and I felt the tap on my back, and I turned around, and there was nobody there. Everybody else had left the church. And I'm walking up. And I feel that tap turn around, nobody's there but my past. And I can feel the heat and the torment and the sadness and the loneliness. And it's like, I went right to the altar. I have no place else to go, Lord. That's right. That's right. 
There's no returning to anything yeah. for me. That's right. I have the altar before me, and that's all I want to see. Yes. Mm. Because I'm heaven bound. Yes. I'm not going to let Satan take me down. I'm that's not right. going to let my past come and steal my future. That's, that's right. right. My future is with Jesus. Amen. My past Amen. is already right. over. God has already cleared the charges. I'm so thankful that I'm here tonight. Yes. I'm so thankful for God's presence, His mercy, and His grace. Amen. I'm so Amen. thankful that well, for the first time in months I have my grandkids all yeah. the way Hallelujah. The whole road. <laughs> Woo! Amen. Scripture that God, and this got me, and it went right along with what you were saying this morning about 
Um, I was going to sing that song, Gloom and Despair, but I won't sing it. <laughs> anyway, and we think we got it, you know, you know, so bad and everything like this and everything we're going through. And it's like we all know the times we're living in, they're just going to get, they are, they're going to get worse. Yeah, yeah, they are, yeah. Things are not going to get better. No. We're not going to go back to normal. Everything's changing in this world. Mm -hmm. And what got me was I, we have a Lutheran church right up on the corner, and they uh -huh. took the title of their message. Shadow has got nothing to do with go, what's going on in the world. <laughs> it hasn't changed from what it was a year ago. Yeah. It's still talking about the same things. And this is what got me. This scripture is in Isaiah. Uh, Isaiah 56, it says, His watchmen are blind. They are all ignorant. They are all dumb dogs. They cannot bark, sleeping, lying down, loving to slumber. Yea, they are greedy dogs which can never have enough and are shepherds that cannot understand. Yeah. They all look to their own way, mm. everyone for his gain, from yeah. his quarter. Mm. Come ye, say they, I will fetch wine and we will fill ourselves with strong drink and tomorrow shall be just as to this day and much more abundant. And I thought about that, and I said, the church in this world, it's like, all I think this is is something we're going to go through. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's like, and it's just everything's going to go back to normal and all this stuff and everything. But I said, man, I thank God that I'm in a church where the watchman's paying attention. Yeah, amen. 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 Where the watchman's full of the Holy yeah. Ghost. Yeah. The full of the Holy Ooh. Ghost. Yeah. And it's like, we know what's going on. Yeah. 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 And we don't have any fear. That's right. And I just think that's a. I said, what an awesome thing mm -hmm. to be that way to have uh, understanding of His Word and um, and uh, this one other thing. You know, um, like I said, I say it all the time. I know you all are probably getting tired of hearing me, but I pay attention to the news and it's not on the news. Yeah. And so I was reading about they launched another rocket today. And they put 60 more satellites in space. Wow. So I, I read about that. Now, how many of you ever heard of Starlink? Yeah. You ever hear oh, of yeah. They're going to put 12,000 satellites that are going to orbit the Earth so you can't hide anywhere. Yeah. They'll, be, they'll know where every yeah. single thing is on yeah. the face of yeah. this Earth. Wow. That's right. 12,000 satellites. They're launching 60 of them a month. Wow. And they're building a new spaceship that's going to put 400 of them a month out there. Wow. So times are changing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, this is the place to be. This is, this is Noah's Ark. Yes. Amen. So stay in the ark. Yes. Amen. Amen. Because we win. Amen. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Show going, showed how they started, and I just started bowling because you know it just reminded me of uh, where we began, yeah. where we started. Yeah. It's literally just a family or two in a in a trailer house, anywhere we could meet. You know, um, at one point when we were getting big, the house we live in now, there was I don't know how many of us crammed into our little house. Yeah. <laughs> All around the living room, the dining room, yeah. and even standing into the kitchen and up the steps. Yeah. You know, that was our beginning. 
And it just gave me this appreciation for what the Lord has blessed Amen. us with. This man just, I always say that, like Brother Dan said, we're humble, but this place is beautiful. Amen. Because Amen. he blessed us with it. He Amen. gave it to us. Amen. And he's here. Yes. Amen. That makes it, you know, right. man, we're so blessed, people. Hallelujah. To know the truth, to have what we have, to have Amen. the man of God yeah. we have. Amen. We have the unadulterated That's truth. Right. Unadulterated. I was looking up that word. It's not mixed, diluted, right. or with any extra elements. Mm. Complete, absolute. Amen. We have that here. Yeah. And uh, I just, and I was talking, I was actually talking to Rich about it today, and I was talking about what the Lord showed uh, Auntie Lisa that we're going to be a pillar, this little humble church. We're going to be a pillar to everyone else. And it's, you know, they're going to look to us because they're going to see what we have. And I believe they do see it. And not only do they see it, but they feel it. They feel God off of us. And it just made me so thankful for, I mean, it was a journey. What's it been now? Six, seven years? But look what the Lord has done. So I just want to thank him. And I want to give him all the praise and all the glory because... It's all because of him. It's nothing we did, maybe our prayers, but it's all because of him. So I just want to tell him thank you, and I'm so thankful that he chose each and every one of us. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen, but if not, amen. Who's, who's, who's ready for the word of God? Amen. amen. Oh, we have a request, amen, for Sister Melissa. I'll try my best. Amen, to sing a song. Amen. As she comes up here, amen, let's give the Lord a hand clap. And I just want to tell everybody, amen, that I appreciate everybody. And you know, you know my heart always feels good. Amen. To see everybody, you know, you know, in church, and you know, and, and you know, and when we, you know, whether we talk, uh, or, you know, how, you know, like whether we talk and what's going on through the week is good to know that, Amen. That uh, the Lord is a friend that sits closer than a brother. Amen. Amen. That you know that I, I really appreciate everybody in here. I love everybody, and Amen. And just, uh, Amen. To give it to God tonight. So with that, I just want to say I love you guys and Lord bless you. Amen. Amen.
coming to the Jordan River to hear him preach. And uh, he told them, he said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at nigh. In other words, it's right next to you. That's right. That's how close you are to the kingdom of heaven. That's where we are right now in this place. Some of us have the kingdom of heaven dwelling in us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And some of us, the kingdom of heaven is right near to us. Amen. And if you would just reach out and if you just, amen, just feel after him as the Apostle Paul said. He's trying to soften up your heart tonight. He's trying to do something with your heart tonight. And uh, so that you can be tender. You can be receptive to his presence. And amen. Just let him do a work in you. Amen. Let him bless you. Leave here. Amen. With, uh, with no burdens. No weight. Just feeling free. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And that's what we have in this place tonight. We have liberty in the Lord. And God is doing the work. God is doing the work. And, you know, as much as we always try to determine or decide how certain things are going to happen for us, even, you know, how we're going to face God, you know, all that business, it it will never really amount to much. And we will always be let down. It's best for us just to let God have his way. Let him break down all the barriers that we have. Everything, even what we think, our our thinking. And just to let him tear them down. Tear down all the strongholds. All the bulwarks, all the barriers. Everything that is standing between you and God right now, just remove them. Take them out of the way and let God come in and let him just bless you. Bless you with, amen, abundant life, eternal life. And you'll find out that you will be so happy with yourself once you do that. To let God move upon you. I mean, hallelujah. It's in this place right now. And, and I want us to take note of it. I want us to notice that God's moving right now. Amen. How many of you can feel the yeah. presence Amen. of the Lord Amen. in this place? Amen. 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 You can do better than that. Praise yeah. God. Yeah. We're, we're just not, uh, and, I, and I'm not saying that with any kind of conceit or thinking we're better than anybody. There's nothing like experiencing God that's right that's right and nothing like uh, having the presence of God in us and in our midst mm-hmm. I mean that's what amen this world I really believe there's a lot of bewildered lost souls in this yeah, world sure. that are looking right. for something right that's now right. That's right. they're searching for something and, and they, they want to find it something that will obviously amen uh, bring them peace. Amen. And and even assurance because there's a lot of uncertainty in the world right now. People don't know and people are hoping for the best, but if your hope is not in God, you don't have any hope That's at all. Right. Yes. That's right. That's right. 
And uh, that's the thing that we're looking at right now. I mean, you know, it, it's just this hour is definitely tailor-made for the church and for the people yeah. of God. Yeah. So I thank him for the opportunity. We, we said that years ago when we talked about the coming of the Lord. Well, we, we you know, it was like it was going to happen at any time and and it just made us ready. I mean, it put the fear of God in us and talked about certain things that were going to happen and, and certain things that were taking place. But, you know, we're, we're on this side. We're on this side of it now and, and we're very close to His coming and, and praise God. Here we are. And, and it just, you know, everything is just falling into its place. All the, the pieces are being maneuvered and put in their place. That's why we're here tonight. Amen. <clears throat> That's why you're yes. here listening and you're here experiencing. Yes. Yes. You're experiencing the, the presence of God and you just, I know some of us are probably afraid. We don't know what to do. Maybe we're nervous. We're just kind of, we don't know what to do. And, and, and I don't know about you, but I want to take advantage of the yes. situation yes. that we are in right now. The presence of God that is in this place. I mean, I tell you what, that's that's what we all need to allow to move in us. Let the, the Spirit of God move in us. Man, I tell you what, I'm so thankful that we can experience it right now. Amen. We don't have to wait till tomorrow. Yes. That's right. That's right. We can experience it now. Yep. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I want everybody just to close your eyes. Hallelujah. Close your eyes. Just think about the Lord. Just meditate on Him right now. Amen. And if you feel inclined to, you can lift up your hands. You can lift up your hands. When we do so, we're reaching out to Him. We're letting him know that we need him. We want to touch him. The scripture says, draw nigh unto God and he will draw nigh unto you. And so we're doing that right now by this act of contrition. This act of humility right now. Praise God. Whether you realize it or not, you need Jesus. You need his presence in your life right now so when you do that praise god you're letting him know lord i'm here for you and for you only i'm not here for anybody else in this place tonight i'm here for amen for him praise god i want to reach him i want to touch him i want his presence just to move in me right now and i want his presence to move in you right now praise god we have people that need the holy ghost in this place. We have people that probably need healing Hallelujah. and deliverance. Thank you, Jesus. Be set free. We have, we have issues. We have problems. We're going through life and there might be some difficulties there. There might be some things that we are uncomfortable with and we don't know how to deal with them. We don't know how to cope with them, but He does. God knows how to take every burden that we carry. Hallelujah. 
And that's why the, the apostle said, cast your cares upon him, because he cares for you. That's why that's why we do that. Let me tell you something. He is a he is a living God. He's well aware of your need right now. He's well aware of all the burdens that you carry. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus of Nazareth, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to your name, O Lord, most high. Most high God. The thing about our God, He's the most high God. He's the only God. He's the
God is real. God is real. Hallelujah. He is real. Every every spirit-filled person in this place. Every spirit-filled person in this place. Those of you that don't have the Holy Ghost, those of you that are not born again, you probably you're not familiar with what we talk about when we stand and we talk about God. We share our testimony and it may sound strange to you. It may even sound unbelievable what God is doing for us, but it's truth. It's true. We're, we're speaking of things that we have, amen, we have experienced and that we know. And we know what God can do for us. That's why we're here. That's why I'm here. Yes. Praise God, because of the work of God in my life, I'm, I'm able to take what he's doing in my life and and amen, allow God to, to use me in whatever way, in whatever fashion he chooses to use me. And that's why I'm here on his behalf. I'm testifying for him. I'm speaking on his behalf. And, and, and just somehow trying to reach you and touch your heart. And, you know, you, you might as well, you might as well uh, face it right now. We're sitting in a church or we're sitting in a gathering. And uh, the scripture talks about it being a holy convocation. It's a, it's a place where we can come to meet God and where God can come yes. to meet us. Amen. A place where we can experience God. And we're, we're not here. This is something that is not, uh, has anything to do with, uh, amen, entertainment or theatrics or gimmicks or anything like that. What, what we see, what you see right here is, is what you get. You get, you get the, the truth, the reality of God in this place. And you can feel him in this place. Amen. And I believe this. Every person that comes into this place, believer and non-believer, they can feel the presence of God right yes. now. Yes. They know God is real because of what they feel right now. Yes. Amen. So we understand that He is here. Yes. He is here. Yes. Hallelujah. Jesus was trying to reach into the minds and hearts of all those religious leaders in Israel when he was in Jerusalem. All they could talk about and all they bragged about was the beauty of Herod's temple and amen, all that beautiful work, uh, all the stones and all the carvings and all the different kinds of wood, the cedar and all that that was used to construct the, the, the temple and, and all the rooms and all the, all the, the areas, the, the different areas there in the temple precinct. And so that was the pride of Israel. Yeah. 
Amen. When they walked into that place, that's all they talked about. Look how beautiful this temple is. This is such a beautiful place. And of course, uh, people that walked in, it, it, it took their breath away because it was beautiful. Yeah. It was beautiful. But you know what Jesus said? Amen. The one greater than a temple is here right now. Yeah. You, you might see all the beautiful work of this temple, but one greater than a temple is here right now. Amen. The presence of God was with them. They didn't even Oh, the presence of God was with them. Yeah. 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 And that's sad. That's how it is in a lot of places of gathering. They don't realize that. They like to put their emphasis on, on the building or everything that's in that building and the program and all that. But little do they realize that there's one greater than all this. reality of the church. That's the reality of the church. That's where we are right now. I, I, I guarantee you, I, I believe this since the day I came to the knowledge of the truth. Since I've been born again. This I believe this with all my heart. I've experienced so much in the Lord. I've seen so much. I've seen what He can do and, and amen. Uh, the works of, of God Amen are just so awesome. Amen. Amen. I know one thing. The first and foremost thing that you should settle in your mind right now is acknowledge that he's real. Yeah, yes. Amen. Hallelujah. He's not just a figment of your imagination. That's right. He's real. Amen. He's real. And he's in this place. He's in this place. And here I am, I have this unenviable task. As long as with anybody else that has a burden for people to know the truth. You know, uh, when people are confronted with the truth, they have a, a, a uh, how can I say? The reaction to coming to truth, it, it, people have to do crazy things. Right. Yeah. They do crazy things. They don't know how to respond to it. What can I do to that? I always remember witnessing to my family and my, my, my brothers, and, and, and we were a, a, a bunch of uh, dope heads, dope addicts. And I was sharing my testimony with them, and, and, and it, I would always say, well, praise the Lord, he's been good to me, and uh, that rubbed them wrong. They just, you know, what's he saying? Praise the Lord, and hallelujah, and all this. You know, what's he talking about that? And one of my brothers said to the other brother, well, you know what we need to do? We need to stick a Budweiser in his hand and, and a joint in his mouth and straighten him up. That was their intention. Let me, let me tell you something. When God begins to move in your life. Are you listening to me? When God begins to move in his, your life. If he begins to move in your direction. Let, let me give you some advice. Don't try to resist him. Are you listening? 
Don't try to close the door on God. That's right. Because that's not going to work. He's going to still somehow infiltrate, infiltrate in your life. He's going to make a way to come into your life. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's one thing about him. And one thing about him, he's right there. He doesn't hide anything. Yeah, that's right. yeah. He's letting you know what he's all about. Amen. I heard somebody talk about what they felt. They felt the love of God. Yes. Well, how could you feel the love of God if God's spirit isn't in here? So if you felt the love of God, obviously his spirit is in here. Do you know what else is here? Peace. You know what else is here? Joy. You know what else is here? Salvation. Healing. Why? Because that's his very essence. Hallelujah. And so here we are in the presence of God. Here I am trying to persuade you. I'm not trying to hide it. I'm not trying to walk around. Huh? Come on. Yeah. I'm not trying to take the, the long way. Uh, yeah. Huh? I'm not trying to go all the way around. And when I come back around, I'll throw one word at you. I'm not trying to do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm very obvious tonight. I want you to be saved. So does he. He wants you to be saved from your sin. Let me tell you something. When you are saved from your sin, you're going to feel a lot better yeah. with yourself. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've been at this for a few years, so I kind of know what how this works. All I get up to do is, and, and you know what? Let me tell you something. I'm not saying this with, with conceit. I'm just telling you this. God speaks to me. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm glad I have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying. Because He speaks to me, and when He speaks to me, the only thing I can do is I need to do something with what He's telling me. So I need to share, or I need to basically pass that message, that word, on to you. Hallelujah. So when you hear it, you're going to go, How did he know that? Well, I don't know nothing. He does. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Amen. As my pastor says, I'm just the mailman. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just delivering your letter. It's got your address on it. It's got the stamp on it, Acts 238. So it's addressed to you. It's addressed to you. He knows your, He knows where you live. Amen. Huh? He knows where you live. He knows where you live. He knows where you abide. He knows what your thoughts are. He knows all that. He knows. He knows more even than you know about yourself. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Amen. Uh, uh, <clears throat> how many of you can count the number of hairs on your head? Some of us are pretty thick haired, our hair is thick, some of us not so thick. Some of us don't even have hair. 
But can you imagine this? He knows how many hairs are on your head. Right? Yes. Uh, Violet hat, she's, she's got thick hair. She's got a thick, you know, covering there. And I'm pretty sure Violet, you've never taken the time to count every strand of hair. No. <laughs> you have no idea how many strands of hair you have on your head, don't you? But guess what he does? Yeah, that's right. right. Amen. So if he, if he knows how many hairs are on your head, he also knows what's inside that heart. Yes. Same thing with every one of you. That's right. Yes. That's right. Yeah. He's just letting his letting us know right. how much he knows. Yeah. Right. Amen. How much he knows about us. He yeah. knows more about us than we know about ourselves. Yes. Yes. We want to know. Yes. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. So that's what we've yes. walked into tonight. We've walked into his presence. Amen. We've walked into where he abides. He abides in this place. Amen. This is his house. Amen. And his name is here. So we walk in here. Everything that we come into, everything that we, when we come in here, it, it has to do with, with him. Everything has to do with him. It's all him. Amen. Amen. So if, if, you know, certain things start to happen and you feel a certain way. Uh, I remember uh, almost maybe not quite a year ago, we had an elderly woman sitting over here. Amen. In the, in, in, in the, uh, on a pew, when we had our pews here, and there she was Sunday morning sitting there on the pews. And I'm, I'm, I'm reminding you about the presence of God in this place. And she was sitting there, and all of us know this. Some of us were here that morning when that happened. But you know what God did? She was sitting there. And, and this woman I'm talking to you about is Elder Deborah uh, Prentyhorse. Uh, and, 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 uh, and Elder Deborah has, uh, uh, she, she, she's afflicted with sugar diabetes. So because of that, her, her sight, she was blind. She was clinically blind. She couldn't see a thing. She couldn't even make you out five feet away. Yeah. She didn't know. The only way she would recognize you is by your voice. She was sitting over there on a pew and, and one morning in Sunday school. And guess what? Amen. She thought somebody touched the tip of her head and just pushed her hand back over her head. And when that happened, she thought somebody was touching her. When that happened, guess what? God restored her sight. Do you remember that? God restored her sight. I remember her looking to Deborah and she said, I can see. And Deborah looked back at her. What? What? I can see. And she shared with us that evening that she, her, she, after that happened to her, God touched her. She was healed. She could see. You know what she did when she got back to mission? She never drove a car for a long time. She texted my wife and she told her, you know what I did? I jumped into the car. I drove down to the post office, checked my mail. Even stopped by the clinic and picked up some of my prescriptions. I said, what you doing? She said, guess what? I can see. That is what you feel right now. You're feeling heaven. 
Heaven is on the scene, so yeah. that heavenly virtue is flowing. We can only, mankind can only try to draw a picture and talk about the virtue of God and the virtue of the good virtues and all this. But guess what? This is the real deal. Yes. Yes. This is what you and I are right now. We're in his presence. We're occupying his presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So here, here we are. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I was one of those kind of people that I had to see it to believe it. God knew the, how I was and how I thought. So one revival, guess what? He let me see it. And it wasn't just one thing. It was quite a few things. Miracles taking place. He let me see it all. First hand. And if I could say it that way, my eyeballs were as big as saucers. I was just blown away by what I was seeing and by what I was feeling and my experience that it was so unbelievable. Guess what? God touched me so much. Amen. And, and showed me so much about himself. Guess what? I could not sleep for three days. I could not sleep. Can you imagine that? Trying to close your eyes and all you can think about is those blinded eyes you've seen open. Amen. Amen. That foot that was about this big just began to, the bones began to pop and you can see that foot, Ooh. amen, forming. And that man's foot was uh, just like the other foot. Could you imagine yeah. thinking about that? You're trying to sleep, but God's always reminding you, this is what I can do. This yeah. is what I can do. I'll be honest with you, I try to run from it. I try to head the other direction, but guess what? When I went and I try to go the other direction, guess what? I met him! Come on. I feel like some, I'm, I'm going to say this tonight. I'm just going to obey the Lord tonight. That's all right with you. I feel like there's some of you trying to run from God. And you're trying to go the opposite direction, but guess what? The further you go away from God, the more you're going to run into him. Hallelujah. So you might as well make up your mind right now. Just let him into your life. Amen. Let him take control of your life. Amen. Let him make your life better. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If it wasn't real, why is the devil fighting you so much? Right. Yes. Right. Right. Exactly. Huh? Yes, sir. Right. And get right into that place. Let me tell you something, folks. This is how I feel. I've been preaching for 35 years. This is how I feel. Every minister feels this way. We want everybody to get a hold of this. But it doesn't happen that way. It's kind of a letdown to me because I think, oh, man, I just, I preach my heart out. I wanted them to get a hold of this. But guess what? You have people that would just resist God. Resist God. Huh? Even though God's trying to do something great for them, they resist God. You know why? Because the devil doesn't want you receiving truth. That's right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so, here we are 
you know, we're doing our best. We're, we're doing what we can. And like Paul said, you know, sometimes we feel like fools. Sometimes we feel like fools, but I'm glad I'm a fool for Jesus yes. Christ. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not afraid to put myself out there. For God. You know what? Some of us are like that in the world. We're not afraid to put ourselves out there. We'll advertise. Are you listening to me? You know what I'm talking about. You're not afraid to put your sin out on on Facebook, on YouTube, and all the parties, and all the stuff. You're not afraid to put your picture on Facebook, and let people know what you're doing. You're not afraid. But let me tell you, when it comes to God, we need to advertise just as hard. Not be ashamed of the, you know, I don't, I don't care. You know, I, I used to have a CB handle back in the back in the eighties when CBs were, were were popular, and my CD, my CB handle, my brothers gave it to me, and they said we got a perfect handle for you. We all put CBs in our vehicles, and they said, I, I, my brother David said, brother Harold, I got a perfect handle for you. I said, what's that? He said, the fanatic. <laughs> I said, oh, okay, I'll take that one. Breaker one nine, are you there, fanatic? <laughs> yes, I am. This is the fanatic here, huh? This is the, you know why? Because I I believe in my God. I'm not ashamed of Him. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm a fanatic. I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm a worshiper. Yeah. I'm a follower. I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. So I'm not afraid to. I'm not afraid to put that out there. That's right. I'm not afraid to talk about that. You know. And I think that's probably why people don't want to come around. They don't want to be around me. Why? Because I'll talk. I'll talk to you about God. That's all I know. That's all I know to talk about. You know what? Because he's done so much for me. Yeah. I cannot tell it all. I cannot tell it all. Hallelujah. And so I, here I am. I'm, I'm wrestling with some of you right now. That's right. I'm wrestling with some of you. Of course, the Bible says, and here's the thing about it. I, I'm, I'm doing my best to be nice. I, I, I need to be nice. Sister Walker reminds me of my mother. I'm glad she's here. Yeah. She keeps me in place. When I look at her, I think about my mom. Keeps me in place. So, so I always do my best to exhibit good behavior from Sister Walker. And be nice, because that's what my mama said. Be nice. Yeah. <laughs> huh? yeah. But you get into those moments where your 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 patience is tried. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Your patience is tried, and there you are. You're you're, you're doing what you know. God called me right. to do this. Yep. I didn't put myself here. Amen. He put me here, right. so I'm here by His will. 
And so I, you know, and, and let me tell you something. I don't know if any of you ever realize this or not, but maybe tonight you might know now. But guess what? I take my job very serious. Amen. Amen. So much that, you know, I've rubbed people wrong. Not on purpose. But maybe sometimes I should on purpose. Yeah. Oh no, I better be careful. I better be careful. I don't wanna I don't wanna offend you. But maybe I will. I'm kinda in between right now. But I'm I'm saying this because I, I feel like God wants to move for you tonight. Yeah. Not tomorrow, not Wednesday, not next weekend. I, I feel this in my in my spirit. I agree with Brother Dan said. I feel like somebody can get the Holy Ghost. I feel like somebody can get deliverance tonight. I feel like somebody can receive healing tonight. It's very obvious. It's very obvious from what we feel. We feel the spirit moving. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. Huh? Amen. That breeze. Yeah. That breath. Yeah. Numa. Yeah. And, and that's what they, in the New Testament, that's the word they describe as far as the spirit of God. The spirit of God. The spirit of Christ. The Holy Spirit. Uh, the Holy Ghost, Numa, breath, God's breath. Can you feel God's breath right now? Can you feel it? Can you feel it blowing upon you right now? You know what Jesus did? The Bible says Jesus breathed on his disciples and he said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. In other words, he, he made he made it was his intention to let them know, hey, this is what you need. So it says, and the servant of the Lord, that's me, and that's all these folks in here. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach and patient. In meekness, instructing those that, listen to this, oppose themselves. Let me tell you something. You might think you're opposing God. Mm -hmm. Really, you're opposing yourself. That's right. Huh? You're opposing yourself. Why? God wants to do something good for you. God wants to do something great for you. It's evident that he's trying to Find a way into your heart. He wants, he, wants, he wants access into your most inner being. And here you are. You're playing hard to get. Wow. Right. Wow. Yeah. Woo-hoo. We're good at that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Human beings are good at playing hard to get. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, men, you're just as bad as women. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? And we always make that person work a little bit harder. Uh-huh. We do that to God, too. We make him. And you know what? He doesn't have to work a little bit harder because you know what? He's more patient than you and I. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. 
He's eternal, so time doesn't mean anything to him. You could probably leave here, not come back in three months, but when you come back in three months, guess what? He's going to do the same thing. Amen. <laughs> You're going to say, oh, I thought he got past. No, no, no. Huh? That's, what, that's what he does. So, so, so it's, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance, to the acknowledging of the truth. Repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. Let me, let me tell you something. God, and, and, and this, is, this is where we need to understand. This is where, if it's going to happen for us, if it's going to begin, it's going to be because we repent. Amen. That's right. It's going to be because we're going to say, okay, Lord, I'm going to turn my life around. I'm going to do a 180 degree turn. And not only am I going to do that, Lord, I'm going to change my thinking. Right. Huh? I'm going to change my thinking. I'm not going to think the way I, I, I'm thinking right now. I'm, I'm going to change my thinking. I, I want to. How many of you really want a new life? Yeah. How many of you really want to start over? We all need to start over. We all need to improve. Improve what we are and have We need to improve. And that starts with the mentality of repentance. Yes. Amen. Turn your life around. God's not going to spin you like a top. Some of you are expecting God to spin you like a top. He's not going to do that. He wants you to do that on your own. Yes. Amen. And you're going to change your mind about him. Huh? If we're feeling his love tonight, I want you to understand, God is full of love. Yes. Yes. Amen. And that's not the only thing. There's so many other things that he wants to impart to you, but that's up to you to receive it. Hallelujah. My, my. I haven't even been able to get to my message. <laughs> So that's where we begin, as the Apostle Paul said, if, if God, listen to what he says, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. Let me tell you something, if you had one opportunity one opportunity. I'm not going to say chance. I don't believe in chance. If you have one opportunity given to you to come and meet God, what would you do with that opportunity? I hate to say this. But just what if we always ask those what if questions, don't we? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just what if tonight was the only night you had that opportunity? Yeah. And you walked out of here not even considering or even receiving what God wants to give to you. And this was your only opportunity per adventure. We think that our, our mentality, our thinking is this, oh, I'll come back another time. 
Uh, uh, there might be a more convenient time when I feel like I'm ready. Let me tell you something. You will never right. be ready. Right. Especially for the eternal things of God. You will never be ready. That's right. That's just a lie of the devil. That's just your mind telling you. Huh? Put it off. Procrastinate your salvation. Think that it's going to happen. You can't choose a day. You can't choose a date. You can't choose an hour. That's going to happen. It either happens now or maybe it will never happen again. That's the reality of all this. Amen. That's the reality of coming into the presence of God. That's the reality of feeling His presence. Amen. His goodness. Amen. We're getting a taste of it. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. And so we're getting a taste of His presence right here. We're feeling, and you know what? It feels good, doesn't it? Amen. So that's, that's just kind of uh, the way it is. And so he says, peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. When we can acknowledge the truth, when we can acknowledge the word of God, when we can acknowledge it. You know what that means? That means pay attention to it. And that day... And that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil. That you can recover yourselves out of the snare of, devil, of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. We all know that. In, in, in a lot of the cultures and in a lot of the, the ethnicities, we all talk about the boogeyman. In our culture, uh, we say "wanagi uh, shicha," a bad spirit, a bad spirit. Wanagi shicha. There is such a thing as a, a bad spirit. There's there's a whole bunch of them. And you know what they're doing right now? Right now, they're down here in the in the on, on, in the world, and they're working, they're working to get you. To disobey God. That's right. That's right. They speak to your mind. They throw thoughts at you, and you go, hmm. Where did that come from? You know, uh, I'm a counselor. I was employed as a counselor. Uh, I'm not going to divulge any names or anything like that. But I remember talking to a client, and they and they said, they said, uh, um, uh, Mr. Marshall, I just, I, 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 it's difficult for me. So I said, well, you know, uh, yeah, I know he, and, and he said, because I just can't seem to get rid of these bad thoughts, these negative thoughts that keep coming my way. I said, really? He said, yeah. And he said, here's the funny thing. He said, this is the thing about it. I don't normally think that way. about that when these thoughts come to our minds we, we just dismiss it you know why because the devil doesn't want you to believe right he just wants you to believe that here there's these, all these thoughts floating around and they're going to go by you and it's going to cross your mind you're going to think those thoughts and go oh wow mm -hmm. and all that time here they are 
The scripture refers to that as they throw, they throw their darts at you. They throw them at your mind. You know how, you know how they, they're going to creep into your soul, into your heart? The, through your mind. Yep. Yep. So the best, the best thing they do is they come to your mind. And they throw all those negative thoughts, mm -hmm. all those, and we sit there and, and we think about them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of funny in the world we live in. All these educated folks, all these intellectualists, they say you need to have an open mind. Oh man, no wonder we have a lot of crazy people yeah, in the world. That's right. That's right. No wonder we have a lot of new lunatics. Because if we have an open mind, we're going to let all kinds of thoughts. Let me say it this way. Rate your mind. You're these smart people. Oh, come on. Quit being so narrow-minded. Wow. You know what the Apostle Peter said? Gird up the loins of your mind. Protect your thoughts. Amen. And, and here's, the, here's the thing. I want you to be honest with yourself. We don't like negative thoughts. We don't like bad thoughts. Amen. They, they cause us anxiety and trouble. And, and we, it, it makes us feel bad. So guess what? You know what you need to do? Plead the blood of Jesus. Wash me in your blood, Lord. And don't let those thoughts... Penetrate your minds. Yeah. Pull them strongholds down. Yeah. And whatever they're telling you, turn it around. Yeah. If they're telling you to disobey God, turn it around. Yeah. If they're telling you not to believe in God, turn it around. Yeah. Yeah. Now we look at the things of God and we say, oh, I don't know if I want to go there anymore. Come on. Huh? Because yeah. all he did was pick me apart. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know what? I'm glad pick God picked me apart. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. I'm glad I felt conviction. I was sitting Amen. in the back. And man, I tell you what, I didn't like what the preacher was saying about my sin, but my heart was feeling different. Yeah. My heart was saying, man, this is what I need. This is what I need. need to do. We say it's not for us. It is for us. Amen. Amen. It is for us. Hallelujah. I just, I feel this in the spirit tonight. I feel this in the spirit tonight. I might be getting personal with you, but praise God, that's okay. That's okay. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want God to do a work in your life. Amen. That's what I desire. That's what I pray for. God help them. Help them to understand what you are trying to do. Huh? Help them to get a hold of you. Because if they got a hold of you, they wouldn't be going through what they're going through right now. They wouldn't be experiencing what they're experiencing. They wouldn't be having the, the hardships as a result of their sin. Hallelujah. That's what I feel right now. Amen. Amen. We don't have no program. 
There's nothing here that says today. What is the date today? 18. On the 18th of October, you have to preach this. Mm -hmm. This is the theme for Sunday evening. Yeah. Huh? Yep. <laughs> we're, we're not following any kind of program, just his. Amen. Amen. We're following the leading of the right. Spirit of God. That's all we're doing. That's what I'm doing. Amen. Amen. Following his leading. I'm just speaking on his behalf. I'm just telling you what he's speaking in my ear, in my mind, in my heart. Hallelujah. So here I am just directing that to you. And praise God. It's because you know what? He wants to move in your life. Yes. He wants to move in your life. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The words that come to me right now. Is the word runners? Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of people, I believe, some of you in here, that you're running. Mm -hmm. You could be running from God, you could be running from a lot of things, but guess what? You're running. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And here's the sad I was thinking, and the scripture came to my mind. This is what the Lord gave me to give to you this evening. In the scripture you read in Second Chronicles chapter 5, in verse number 9, I'll quickly set up a little picture, a word picture of what was going on here. Here, Solomon finally completed the temple. Took him seven years to build the temple. Seven years of construction and finally they completed it. So in the seventh month of that year, they, amen, dedicated the temple. And they did something they never have ever done before when it came to the articles of the tabernacle. When I talk about the articles, I'm talking about uh, the Ark of the Covenant. I'm talking about the altar uh, of incense and the table of showbread and the candlesticks and, and all these that were used in, in uh, the, 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 the sacrificial ceremonies there in the tabernacle of, of, of uh, Moses and of David. And so when, when, when all this was done, when the temple was finally complete, here they were. They had a, a beautiful edifice, a beautiful structure, a beautiful place where they could come, they could congregate, and they could meet God. Mm -hmm. Amen. So there they were. And the priest did something they never, ever did before. In all those years, in all those centuries that they, amen, that they bore the ark of God. And the Bible says in verse number 9, And they drew out the staves of the ark, that the ends of the staves were seen from the ark before the oracle. So they drew those staves up, but they were not seen without, and there it is unto this day. So in other words, 
when they finally brought the Ark of the Covenant and they put it into the holiest of all, and there they were, guess what? That was the first time in almost, almost 700 years that the priests took those staves mm -hmm. and they drew them out of the Ark. Why was that? The Ark found its resting place. Yeah. And here were the priests. Can you imagine? For almost a thousand years, whenever they transported the ark and all the articles of the tabernacle, it was hoisted up on the shoulders of the priesthood. And they took that ark and they buried it on their shoulders. And when they traveled, they traveled with, with that in that fashion. But after all this time, guess what? Those things were locked in that ark. They were never moved from the day that they put them in there when Moses dedicated the tabernacle. All those years, here they were. Amen. And they were on the side of the ark. So if anybody, if the high priest went into the holiest of all and he walked in that place, amen, he looked upon, the, amen, the, the judgment seat, the mercy seat. Guess what he seen? He seen those staves sticking out. You might say, well, what does that have to do with us? has a lot to do with all of us. Amen. Right? Because when they finally moved those staves out, you know what that meant? Guess what that art symbolized? Can anybody tell me? That it was done. What did the art symbolize? God's yeah. presence That's right. symbolize the presence of God. Amen. So here they were, and they pulled them staves out, and as the Bible said, that was the first time they did that. That was never seen before up until this day. They did something they never did. They pulled them staves out. Obviously, you know what that meant? The ark was not moving anymore. Yeah. It found its Resting place. You read the scripture, and the scripture says about the transporting of the ark. Whenever they transferred it, the Bible says that, amen, when they used it, uh, in, in, in context of history, the Bible says that they wandered from place to place, from tabernacle to tabernacle. In other words, uh, they're on the journeys. That's where it went. It just, it just went from place to place. Yeah. It was mobile. It was movable. And, and it always moved. So, so, so you can kind of get an idea uh, of how that was. But here, here was something that was uh, obviously very significant to them because here it was when that temple was finished. And there they were. They, they brought that ark in there. For the last time, it was going to be bore on the shoulders of the priest. And it was going to be settled in the holiest. God says, I found my resting place. I found my resting place. This is where I'm going to abide. This is where I'm going to live. This is where I'm going to settle. Amen. Amen. 
Wow. Pastor, what does that have to do with me? The Bible says about Jesus. Did you realize the, the tabernacle was a type of Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and even the temple was a type of Jesus. Amen. He was the tabernacle. The Bible says that, amen, that he was the only begotten of the Father, huh? Yeah. And that he, the Bible says, he tabernacled among us. Yeah. He dwelt among us. That yeah. word means tabernacled. In other words, amen, he lived in a, in a body. Yeah. He lived in a body. So, as you can see, when God finally found the resting place that he was, obviously, this was in God's plan. To find a resting place. Yeah. Did you know that's still God's plan tonight? Yeah. Yeah. It's God's plan that he find a resting place. Yeah. He wants to find a place that he can finally yeah. settle into. Yeah. Huh? He can settle into that place and that's what he's trying to do right now. You know why? He has found the tabernacles, yeah. the temples that he is looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and you read in, in the book of Acts in chapter 7 and, and verse, uh, right around verse number 46, you, you read there. And, and look what it says here, and, and we'll go there. Praise God, we'll go there if you want to. And, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll try to, amen, uh, do my best to, 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 you know, get through this. But uh, in, 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 in uh, Acts chapter 7 and verse number 46, this is what it says. It says this. And, and, and the, uh, verse number 44, our fathers had the tabernacle of witness in the wilderness as he had pointed, speaking unto Moses that he should make it according to the fashion that he had seen, which also our fathers that came after brought it in, in amen, in with Jesus, in other words, Joshua, into the possession of the Gentiles whom God drave out before the face of our fathers unto the days of David. David, who found favor before God and desired to find a tabernacle for the God of Jacob. He desired to find a tabernacle. That was David's burden. I want to find a place, a resting place for the ark of God. Well, it will never be moved anymore. It will never travel. It will never be transported anymore. A place where it can abide. Praise God. David felt that burden. Woo. My, my, my. How, when we take a look at what the scripture says about that, you know what that means? God was finally able to settle down. Amen. Amen. Huh? Settle down in the place that he knew was not going to be a place that was going to be moved from here to there. Amen. It was going to be a place. You know what that means? It means stability. Come on. Yeah, huh? What does the Bible say uh, about the work of the Lord? Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Unmovable. That's right. Huh? Amen. Steadfast. Yeah, huh? In other words, what those words speak of is that we're, we're not going anyplace. We're not. We're, we're steadfast. In other words, we're going to stand where God wants us to stand. You know what God wants you to do? God wants
want you to make up your mind right now that you're not going to be unsettled. You're not going to be a vagabond. Are you listening to me? You're not going to be a person that travels. You're going to settle down and let God do a work in your life. Enough of this running around. Huh? It's about time we settle down. Praise God, we've wasted enough time anyhow, praise God, doing things we shouldn't be doing. And here's the Lord saying, hey, it's time for you. You know why? That symbolizes the presence of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, here's, here's the benefit of all this. If we allow God to live in us, if we allow him to live in us, if, here's the thing. This is how it works. If we abide in him, he abides in us. That's right. Amen. Huh? Amen. In other words, if we live in him, he's going to live in us. Yeah. Guess what? And then when he begins to live in us, guess what's going to happen? Because as a result of him living in us, you know what that's going to, you know what that's going to take us? That's going to take us to our heavenly home. Yeah. So the presence of God is going to keep us. But here's, here's the stipulation. It's about time we quit running around. It's about time we quit being unstable. Are you listening to me? It's about time we quit being disobedient. It's about time that we quit being unfaithful. It's about time that we quit carousing. I like what the writer said there. He said in verse number 30, 48 in that chapter, Acts, uh, Acts chapter uh, uh, 7, he says, uh, he says, Howbeit the Most High dwelleth not in temples made with hands, as saith the prophet. Come on. Right. Yeah. Because all those dwelling places, and I'm, I'm going to turn it a little bit here, all those dwelling places were a temporary dwelling place. Yeah. Right. He was only going to live there for so long. Right. You know why? Because he had another tabernacle in mind. Amen. He had another temple in mind. Yeah. So that's why he said, Howbeit the Most High dwelleth not in tabernacles made with hands, as saith the prophet. Look what he says. Heaven is my throne, and earth is my footstool. What house will ye build me? Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. In other words, come on. Did you realize the tabernacle of Moses and the tabernacle of David were temporary? Mm-hmm. Even the temple of Solomon was temporary. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's right. Woo-hoo. That's right. Just temporary. Yeah. God said, I'm going to stop by here and I'm going to live here just for a little while. Mm-hmm. That's how we can look at it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I've lived the majority of my life here in the state of South Dakota. I'm a country boy, if you can't tell. Maybe one of these Sundays I'll don my five-gallon hat and my boots, <laughs> put on some spurs and walk around and let them jingle in here. But I used to be a cowboy. In, in my heart, I'm still a cowboy. Huh? I got that cowboy nature. That's why I always say, Right. 
I've been in a lot of places. Lived, lived in Denver, Colorado for a little while. Came back here. And, and you know what? All those years, I always thought to myself, you know, Lord, my, my wife and I used to own a house in Wagner. We sold it. And, I, we, you know, we never really owned a lot of places. We never, you know, we always rented. We always rented. That's been kind of our situation the majority of our life. And the house we're living in right now, praise God, you know, we buy it. We're only going to buy it for a little while. Amen. Yeah. That's right. It's only going to belong to us for a little while. Because any day, you know, when the Lord comes, guess what's going to happen? We're not going to live there no more. That's right. Here, here. We're trading that uh, actually three-bedroom home with two baths. We're trading that house that we live in. Guess what? We're a mansion in the sky. But what am I saying? We've always lived in different places. We never really settled down. That's just you know what you know why? Because we're pilgrims. We're travelers. We're just here traveling. We're we're not setting our roots here because you know why? We're not going to be here for eternity. We're just going to be here for a little while. I'm looking forward to that heavenly home up there. So, so, so we're not going to live down here indefinitely. Not unless we disobey God and go down to you know where. That's right. And then we'll be living in a dark place, a hot place, a place full of torment. Guess what? For eternity. But why am I saying that? Because he said, the Most High doesn't dwell in temples made with hands. He doesn't. Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. What house will ye build me, saith the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest? Hath not my hand made all these things? He's talking about creation and everything in them. He said, I made all these things. But yet he says, hey, what house are you going to make for me? In other words, you know what he's talking about? Yeah, that's right. Amen. This body. Amen. From the top of your, from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. His dwelling place. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Here's the thing. He's not interested in just living in you for a little while. That's right. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. Some of you got that thinking. Some of you got that mentality. Oh, I'll, I, I'll just have the Holy Ghost for a little while. Yeah. Wow. I'll just let him live in me for a little while. Come on. Until it's, you know, for, for convenience. And then when I want to do what I want to do, guess what? The Bible says, grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed yeah. until the day of redemption. We're supposed to keep this, and this is going to take us into it. So guess what? Why did they move that ark and pull out the stakes? Because God says, hey, I finally found my resting place. Amen. I'm not going to move anymore. Amen. I'm going to tell you something, all you Holy Ghost filled people. He's finally found his resting yes. place. Yes. Yes. And he doesn't move anymore. He's not going to be taken out. You ever wonder why that makes sense now? I will never leave you nor forsake you. Yes. Uh, that's why that scripture has so much meaning. 
He's interested in living in you for eternity. Amen. That's, is that understandable? Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. This is why would Paul say that in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse number 19? What? Yeah, yeah. He just said, what? And there's a question mark. <laughs> what? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Come on. Amen, amen. Yeah. I'm in this to stay. Right. Yes. Huh? I'm in this. I like what Sister Dina said. I'm only looking forward. I'm not looking backward. That's right. Amen. That is the, the posture you should have right now. You should never want to turn your head like this. That's right. Huh? The only way you're looking should be forward. And that's what the Bible says. Paul said, hey, to seek those things that are ahead. That's right. Not behind you. Amen. So we need to quit turning our head. Come on now. Because the object that we're heading to is That's that right. direction. Amen. Amen. That's right. So I'm here. When I got the Holy Ghost, uh, how many years ago? Almost 38 years ago, 39 years ago. Guess what? I didn't get the Holy Ghost just to keep it for a little while. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Huh? Right. After I had that experience, I was thinking, what in the world? <laughs> Where was I? Right. Huh? Yeah. <coughs> Where was I? I was just so overwhelmed with it. Just thinking about him, my jaw would go. Yeah. And then here comes the Holy Ghost and I start speaking in tongues. Amen. Woo, wow, woo, woo. That's right. Yeah. Amen. I knew I had it. Hey, guess what? You're going to know when you have the Holy That's Ghost. Right. Yeah. And I knew I had it because I had this, this yeah. wonderful feeling. I felt yeah. his life presence in me. Yeah. And I, you know, I, was, I told my wife, I said, I'm going to go in the closet and see if I still got the Holy Ghost. I knew I had the Holy Ghost. I just wanted to go, and I just wanted yeah. to go speak in tongues. Jesus is not interested in your past. Mm -hmm. 
That's right. That's so right. you shouldn't be interested in your Amen. past. That's right. That's right. Amen. That's right. Hallelujah. The only interest he had in your past is he put it under his blood. Yeah. Yes. 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 Woo! He smoked it in his blood. Amen. So you didn't have that. You know what he did? He, this, this is how much... This is how serious he was about it. He erased his memory card. Yeah. 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 So when you went before him and you said, Lord, and here's the thing about it. We always talk about our sin. He goes, what's it? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Come on now. I wash you with my blood while you're talking about your past. Past is the past. Yeah. All you need to do is keep your mind on what's happening right now in the future. Yeah. Huh? That's, right. That's what you need to do. And, and, and basically what he's saying, hey, come on, settle yourself. Yeah. Because you're here. I'm here to live in you for eternity. Yes. My, 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 my. Thank you, Jesus. Paul said, when I became a man and I put away childish things. That's right. I just, I don't want to live that lifestyle no more. Yes. I don't want to have anything to do with that lifestyle anymore. Huh? That was the old me. I, you know, I, I don't have no interest. The only thing I'm interested, guess what? Some of us think that we don't have anything to look forward to. Oh, yes, you have a whole lot yeah. to look forward to. You've got a new life. some years old. Yeah. Yeah. Probably younger than a lot of oh. you. I settled down. I said, okay, this is it. This is it. Huh? Obviously, he must have seen my heart. He said, okay. Now, he's, he's doing pretty good. He's doing pretty good. He's going to church. He's praying. He's studying his word. He's paying his tithe. He's witnessing to folks. 
He's doing all that. I think he's really serious. I think he's serious. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pull those tapes out. wants to position his throne in your heart, in your spirit, in your being. He wants to position himself inside this tabernacle. Yeah. Yeah. This tabernacle. <coughs> and then he says, oh man, I tell you what, they're, they sure mean business. Sure mean business. They're getting on with it. They've been consistent for the last three months. Consistent. Oh, this this person right here, man, he's been consistent for geez, how many years now? He just can't move him. Every time the church doors open, he's there. Amen. Amen. Every time it's time to pray, he's there. And every time they call a fast, guess what? He's there to fast. Amen. Boy, this guy's really, he's, he's consistent. He's settled down. He's in my will. Huh? I think it's time for me to pull him staves out. Amen. Because he means business. Hallelujah. I'll pull him out. He's not a runner. Huh? He's not flighty. Yeah. He doesn't bowl with the wind. Come on, yeah. man. Yeah. for not being here Friday for the dance is to be. Past few weeks I've been, you know, kind of a little crazy. But there's a part of me that I feel I, I, I kind of hurt myself because I'm not here. But I say to myself, you know, things will get better for me. Helping people, helping people move and helping people adjust. So my life is a little bit not topsy-turvy, but busy. And, and, of course, I do a lot of things. I take care of a lot of things for our home, so here I am, doing that, running around, all that kind of stuff. And I don't like to miss any activity in the house of God. I don't. And when I do, guess what? It's just like, ah. Oh, it's ways of Man, I need to be there. I need to be there. And I, you know, I have conversations with him. I say, Lord, please forgive me. Please forgive me. If there's anybody that should be setting an example, it's me. Please forgive me. That's how much I love the Lord. This means something to me. Amen. It's not a pastime. It's not a hobby. That's right. It's not anything, it's my life. Amen. And it's your life, too. Yeah. 
And so I want to frequent the house of God when I when I can, when it's when it's time to be here at the house of God. I'm gonna frequent the house of God. You know why? Because that's stability. Yes. Are you are you understand? Yes. That's stability. Amen. That's proven to him that hey, you're unmovable. That's right. Amen. Yeah. Huh? And I know some of us work. I know some of us work certain hours, and I know some of us can't be here all the time. I understand that. But guess what, man? We need to be here. I think we should be here. Yes. Amen. 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 I think we should settle into our life. Yes. Settle in. Yes. Huh? Yes. Settle into the things of God. Yes. This is what he called me to do. This is where he wants me. And then when he sees you, when he sees you performing his will, executing his will, he says, hmm. I think it's time for me to pull the staves out. Because they're really interested in me. They really want my presence in their life. Huh? So I'm just going to pull them stays up. Because they're settled. They're settled. Paul said, what? Knowing not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you. Which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. Oh, there's a lot of things that we can talk about that are, I guess, when we talk about serving God and attending to His will in our lives, there's a lot of things that are there that obviously they're distractors. They come and they just take you away and... and you don't even know it. Sometimes you're just unaware of it, what, what's going on. and You don't even know that you're being distracted. You, just, you think you're doing something that you feel like there's purpose in it. But, but obviously the devil doesn't want you to be settled. Back in the 90s, was in Edinburgh, Indiana. Edinburgh's about 40 miles south of Indianapolis, Indiana. Great church there, great man of God, two men of God. I, knew, I, I know both of them, Elder Myers, Elder Grover Myers and Brother Mark Myers. Brother Mark Myers took the church after his dad stepped down. His dad was up there in age and years. So he stepped down, Elder Mar uh, Brother Mark Myers took over his church. I was privileged to see the you know how that church grew when Aldermeyer started that work and that was probably back in the 1940s if I remember right right after World War II and they just started out and we talk about our beginnings here where they started out in a little building didn't, it was open building but it was kind of like a you know just a house a four square a, what do you call it hip roof on a house 
They, they met there in just a handful, and he had pictures of it. He had pictures of it. So they, he showed me all through the years how they began to grow. Pretty soon they added on to that building, and then they got into a, a pretty good-sized sanctuary. They added on there, and then the last thing they built was this massive sanctuary that was connected to that building. Big sanctuary. I mean, can seat several hundred people. Beautiful edifice. And, and on the platform in the back, there was stained glass windows. Three large stained glass windows that went up at least maybe a story and a half, maybe higher than that. But they were, there were lights that were setting in them, and they were cloven tongues of fire. And that light would, when they turned that light on, it looked like those, those tongues of fire, they were burning. You could see it flickering. You could see that fire go up in the air. I said, I stood there, and he said, you want to see them? I said, yeah, okay. He turned it on. Wow. And he showed me a picture. He said, Brother Marshall, these folks right here have been with me for over 50 years. And you know what? You can tell those ones that were there for that long. Mm -hmm. You can see it in their nature. Mm -hmm. You can see it in their thinking. You can see it in the way they presented themselves. You can tell they were rooted. You can tell they were grounded. Amen. Why am I saying that? Because that's God's will for us. Amen. 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 That's right. Hallelujah. Amen. That's God's will for us. For however long this church is here in Vermillion, that's His will for us. For us to settle down. Settle down. Quit being a globetrotter. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Quit being a globetrotter. Quit being a wanderer. That's right. Settle down. Let God work in your life. Let God bring some good things in your life. It's simple. Repent. Repent. We all need to. We all know how to talk, don't we? Yeah. You know how to talk. You know how to speak words. That's what we need to do with the Lord. We need to talk to Him. Right. Amen. And we just need to tell Him, Lord, I want my life to change. Yeah. I want to change my life, Lord. I need to repent. Forgive me for all my wrongdoing. Forgive me for my sins. Lord, I, I want to be filled with Your Spirit. Yeah. I want Your presence abiding in me. Amen. Fill me with Your Spirit. And of course, the other part of it is taking all the sin, all the crud of sin that you have been defiled with all your life and washing it away. It's like taking a bath, washing all that filth away in the name of Jesus Christ, washing it away. We need to settle our minds right now. It's as simple as that. Would you all stand with me? Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yasa ma'ira. Hallelujah.
receive our confession, O Lord. Lord Jesus, have your way, Lord, in this place. Amen, Jesus. Oh, 